From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MVW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in, but why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome into this Monday edition of the Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here. Uh, today, we probably have a little news. I don't know. We did tons of show prep here. Uh, so, we'll uh, talk about something here in a minute. We'll recap Neil's glorious day on the links and more coming up for you on the podcast. Brought to you every single day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Go by uh, the Blue Sky location. Use the Speed Pass Plus app. When you do that, you can uh, get your fuel. You don't have to touch much of anything. Safest way to get gas in Mississippi with all Blue Sky locations, including the Oxford Exxon. Go next door to the Oxford Crystal. Use the drive-thru to uh, get a little uh, little grub, little lunch uh, as well. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is that number. You can call it. You can ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. Did you see Corey yesterday? I saw him for just a moment yesterday morning. Corey yes. looks like a different dude. Yeah. Corey has dropped some weight. It actually took me a minute. When I saw him, it took a second to realize that's who it was. I knew it's who it was, and when he got out of the car, I still told him, I said, I don't recognize you anymore. Um, anyway, you can call Corey. You can talk about his weight loss if you'd like. You can also ask him for a quote on the Ford product of your choice. He'll send it to you within 15 minutes and business hours, right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote, and the rest is up to you. Uh, you can take that quote, shop it around, or you can do what I've done. Let's get into a Clark Ford. You'll love the product. You'll love the service after the sale. 662-257-1900. A guest will join us tomorrow. You'll hear from uh, Nick Williams. I just got finished taping a 50-minute interview with Nick, and uh, he joined on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline. Rafters on the Water is open. It's located at the Sardis, Sardis Marina where you can come experience outdoor dining unlike any place in North Mississippi. The menu offers uh, shrimp, Mississippi catfish platters, along with gourmet burgers and Louisiana-style po'boys served on Leidenheimer French bread. They're open Wednesdays and Thursdays, 3.30 to 10, Friday through Sunday from 11 to 10. Uh, they have a newly expanded picnic-style dining area, signature appetizers, including Zydeco shrimp, crawfish egg rolls, a variety of fun cocktails, including their famous house frozen margarita. Uh, they've got to-go and pick-up available as well. Curbside, that is. 662-712-6162. So, um, <clears throat> we haven't talked about it. Uh, you posted a, uh, a note about it, everything going on with Fabian Lovett, Jerry and Jones, uh, that whole situation. I think you covered it in 10 Thoughts a little bit as uh, as well. I'll just hit it this way. Uh, I'm assuming that probably eliminates any other potential transfers out of there as well. It's a good question. That subject has not come up. Um, that's a good question. I would I would assume so. <laughs> I would guess. That's just my thought process there. Yeah, I would I would assume that whatever – came up as a yellow flag. It wasn't a red flag. It was a yellow flag. As you wrote, it was it was a lesson in the rivalry that was not crazy expensive and that you better learn. Yes. That's that that's what it was. Yes. I thought what I wrote it's yesterday just was different. I thought you, what I wrote yesterday was spot on. I'm curious, I, I, and I, I have all the Mississippi State people on mute, so they could be b- blowing me you got up. all of them on mute? I mean, that's, that's a village. 
I pretty much have the whole village on me. All dog. If they've ever come at dog me, smack eighteen if they've and twenty two and thirty four and forty one and the whole deal. If they've ever come at me, I've muted them. I, maybe Tennessee and Florida State because we don't deal with them on a on a day to day level. Is there another fan base that is as anonymous on Twitter as they are, where everybody's dog yeah. something? Nobody got a name on Twitter. Like nobody's the average. Well, not nobody. We have some listeners. Thank you guys from the Golden Triangle. But for the most part, as far as the really vocal crazy ones, it's never like John Doe from Star Wars. <laughs> it's all dog whatever. Like I, it's it's it's, a, it's an interesting phenomena. I'm trying to think. Because I'd say it's a bot, but it's not a bot. Like it's LSU's not that way. Um, Auburn's not that way. No, no, Alabama's, no, no. Alabama's not that way. Not that way at all. Uh, Tennessee, Florida Tennessee, State a little bit the with the ball thing. Out. Tennessee more than Florida State to me. And that could be because I encounter no them Twitter more often. Psycho. Yeah, they're they're insane. I don't know about A and M. Florida State's a weird place as a rule. I, I hate Tallahassee. You know that. I hate Florida for the most part, the whole state. But Tallahassee's awful. Just awful. I'm I'm trying to think of I've even I've driven through. I don't know that I've spent any time in Tallahassee. Well, you've I, missed nothing. I really don't. I, I I don't know. I've never been to a game there. I've way. had to go to several games there. And really? Yeah. Oh yeah. When I was at the Mobile Register, when it was the cash register. They decided for a while that we were going to absolutely cover Florida State as almost a beat for a while, which was a complete disaster. But yeah, I've been to I've been to a How lot far is of Florida State from games. Tallahassee, two hundred and thirty miles. There's come on, about the same as it is to go to Auburn. Yeah, but but yeah, big difference. Something commercial appeal for a while. Tried to really cover Arkansas for a little bit. Like it's like, what are you doing? Like I remember that back in the day. Yeah, long way to Fayetteville. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we'll call in today unless we complete um, completely run out of stuff. Got a couple of different topics today. Uh, Webb, thanks, by the way. As yeah, always. Webb, thank you, buddy. Appreciate uh, you. That's mm, awesome. Yeah. Mm, but a lot of Oxford restaurants uh, back uh, back open, I'm noticing. Um, Is that right? Like normal yeah, open? Well, gradually it's happening yeah um which yesterday just and we're not talking a lot of local politics necessarily today um there was some confusion though i saw in multiple places on the whole mass things at autumn meeting yesterday prior to yesterday mask in restaurants when you're not at the table was recommended it went to required yesterday so if you were already seeing it the same exact way it no there's no change but they went oh. from See, hey we really it- like you to do that to you have to do that yesterday I thought you had to do it. Yeah, it was rec- it was recommended. Now I think the restaurants that sort of choose, like voluntary workout starting on June. There's, <laughs> yeah, it's not completely out of the realm of the same thing. Yeah, so like, yeah, skip skip a couple and see how voluntary yeah, those yeah, bad boys yeah. are. Um, see what happens to your spot if you volunteer. That's the way it was in high up. school too. They do that. They'd be like, yeah. "Hey, six a.m. workouts, voluntary." Yeah. All right. Good luck. Uh so there's that. Uh, I saw swimming pools went from 20 occupancy to 50 yesterday um, locally. I think that was one. I know they're at least doing something as far as opening up. You would have a better idea with M-Trade Park and the different uh, rec league stuff around town um, as well. I think 100 people around a field is the new rule. Carson, Carson has his first soccer practice okay. since March tonight at 530. Um he sent out a text. His coach, he plays for the Flood. 
His coach sent out a text that I have to have a yes or no. Are you coming? Got to have yeah. the number. I must have it. Sure. And then uh, the letter, the the text just then was parents are asked not to get out of their cars. Oh, really? Because that increases the number. Okay. Because a lot of times at FNC, the, while the kids are practicing, I would I'd go walk or run the lap around the soccer fields because mm-hmm. it's about. I guess each each lap's like nine tenths of a mile. Is it that far? Yeah, really. So I would I would do you know four or five laps walking or whatever while he practiced, and uh, so I guess they're asking us not to do that now because that increases the overall occupancy of the. Yeah, thing. I mean, and I, look, this is not a reflection on his coach or any because his coach is just following the rules, and the following is not a political comment. We can get into some politics later. I've got some thoughts, but. This is not a political comment. There have been demonstrations. We'll just use that word to keep it nice and clean for right now. All over the country where people are not socially distanced. So if we don't have massive spikes, and I do mean massive spikes, all over the country in two weeks, I don't want to hear anything more about this. That's a good point. People have not stayed six feet apart during the... And everywhere. uh, And everywhere. I mean, Louisville, Kentucky, Los Angeles, Washington, D.C., New York, Birmingham, Alabama, uh, Yeah, I mean, last night, Stephen Quinn, an Ole Miss alum that I know, reporter, got hit in the back of the head with with something last night. Had his his ear gashed open. So, Um, I don't want to hear it. In the... There's Oxford. Oxford's was peaceful, but there were lots of people people there. Let's not talk about social distancing. And so if we can do that and in two weeks, then I think it's okay for parents to walk around the FNC or whatever it's called, M-Trade Park. Well, look, the, I mean, I, unless something changed, I don't think it did. And th- this has kind of boggled my mind. And again, I'm fine with, if, I mean, this is not a reflection on the other way, like, no, you should close more down. But a lot of parks in town are closed where you can't sit on benches or like use actually any of the structures inside the park. You can use the walking trails, but you can't use the... The, the recreational... Because they don't want you touching stuff? They, well, because in theory, you couldn't sanitize them or there's nobody to sanitize them. Well, the heat and the sun will sanitize. Like, we have gotten to the point where the virus does not stay on hot surfaces very long. Like, there is... I just... Okay, I mean, again... We're, we're, we're doing a lot of laws for law's sake, and it's not saying we should lower all the laws, but, okay, I can sit in a restaurant and we can spit at one another for an hour with no mask, but I can't go sit on a bench... Look, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I, the mask thing in the restaurant is absolute insanity. It is insane. If you can walk, if, if if you can sit at a table in a restaurant, if it's deemed to be okay, I'm not, and for the record, I'm not the one saying it is or isn't, okay? For the sake of this conversation, I'm trying to be logical. If it is okay for people to eat in a restaurant, which means that you open your mouth and you put food in and you chew and all of those things and you have a conversation at which think you're not wearing a mask. If it's okay for people to sit at a table in a restaurant, then there is absolutely no point whatsoever than forcing people to walk in with a mask. If you get up to go to the restroom, wear a mask and to, and then this is the dumbest of all to leave. You must put your mask on. That is literally illogical. We're doing a lot of legislation for legislation's sake because, yeah, I don't mind the mask policy, honestly. I'm fine with it, whatever. Right. But I do realize it causes a really strange restaurant situation because the the, the way that you transmit this thing is, is, is prolonged contact through spitting on people and things yes. along those lines. So that's cool. You can do that. 
you know, but then the other side, you go, and, and I, I do get this. Like, I'm, we're, we're picking on this part of the law because as it is written, it makes no sense. Right. But I do understand, well, what the heck do you do because you can't let restaurants not, ha- you know, have a business. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, right. you can't, because of the mask thing, you can't close restaurants and bars indefinitely. Like, I don't, I don't know. Right. But, but, but. But I'm back to my point. I'm, I, you know, you've known me a long time. I am a logic person. Yeah. It's I, I struggle with stuff that's not tangible. I'm a logic person. You can't get away from what I'm saying, which no. is is I hate, so if so if my yeah. point is this, my point is if it is so dangerous that you have to wear a mask, well then you have to go curbside only. Yeah. That is that is the bottom line. Anything else is illogical hair splitting. Yeah, and I'm. It, the people that have, it's fine. Everybody's on their thing, thing, whatever. I'm not yet comfortable to eat in a restaurant. I haven't done it yet. Um, I've sat outside once. I've obviously gotten carry out. I'm okay getting carry out from places who do serve inside. I have no problem sure, there. Sure. I just haven't been inside yet. But yeah, I don't. And I haven't either. Not really because of comfort necessarily, but just, you just haven't. But I've been to my gym twice. What? And the second time it was kind of crowded and I was not particularly comfortable. And I realized there is a psychology here that we're all going to have to get through. And my, my problem with my entire argument is I know, like I said, I know this law doesn't make sense. But I hate being the guy who goes, well, I don't think that's right. Well, how do you fix it? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I hate right. being that guy who, because I'm not actually making a decision, I can just go, well, that's stupid. But I don't really know what to do. So that's the problem I have. Well, and, and this is where being a mayor or whatever gets complicated. So hard. Because if you say, well, then in a restaurant, you don't have to wear a mask. The retail guy says, whoa, 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 like, whoa, like whoa. My daughter works yeah. at, at a t-shirt place. Well, hold up. Let me make sure I understand this correctly. Yeah, I know. It's safe to eat at a restaurant, but it's not safe to come in here and buy a t-shirt? To peruse t-shirts? I know. It's not safe to go look at jewelry? Valid questions. But I'm back to what I said a minute ago. Okay. Politics aside. Yeah. Because we've heard two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks, two weeks for about 12 weeks. If in two weeks from, yes, the last, well, this has been going on for what, about since about Friday? Thursday, Friday? Sure. If, not this weekend coming up, but the next weekend, if we don't have, I mean, breakouts, I'm, I'm done. I won't talk about it anymore. I'm, I'm back to saying, hey, why are we not, because I'm already here. If we can open up Disney World, and I'm all for it, open up Disney World. If we can open up Disney World, why can't people go to a baseball game in Atlanta, assuming that they ever play a baseball game? They might not ever play one. But if they could, why would we not allow that? If you can open up Disney World, and everybody goes, well, there's going to have some social limitations on it, Neil. You're going to have to, on your phone, get, okay, yeah, but we're going to be walking by people. There's going to be lines to use a restroom. I've been to parks. Yeah, sure. Why can't someone go to a football game in Knoxville? I, I mean, I don't help. I'm back to my logic thing. Now, inside is a different deal. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure. I was reading LSU. I put it on the message board today because I thought it was interesting. I don't know if you read it. I saw it. LSU put out, hey, here's our game plan for the fall. Not for athletics. Academics. But academics. And inside, they're – appears they're going to 
I think require people to wear a mask indoors for classes and Mm -hmm. when you're moving around in hallways and elevators. And as of today, that's the plan. I mean, it's all subject to change. Inside, I, I can at least, okay. Even if I don't necessarily agree with it, I can see the logic sure. behind it. If I'm wearing a mask and you're wearing a mask, there's going to be less stuff exchanged than if we're not wearing a mask. I, th- I think this is going to go. I was told over the weekend that as of right now, a lot of schools believe that, or at least have the option here to, to believe, they've been given reason to think this way, that um, as far as a stadium capacity element for football, that it is probably going to be left up to conferences or even schools individually on how to approach it. How do you think that'll go, I'm sure? Well, first of all, I think that's true. Yeah, that there's not some national precedent. It will be potentially some conferences will in, enact a conference decision, but in some leagues it will be up to the individual school to go 25, 50, 75, or 100, or whatever your number that you, that you choose is. Oh, well, we're going to find out. Which schools have the stones, number one? Uh, which schools are talking to what doctors? Mm-hmm. What medical people? The problem, like if you're, let's take Ole Miss. We cover Ole Miss. Sure. Let's talk about Ole Miss. If you're Ole Miss, and you're Keith Carter, and you're the people over there, and you're having to make these decisions, you got to kind of start making them. Fairly, it'd be at some time. I think they're just planning all of them right now and just yeah. kind of hanging on going, yeah. uh. Well, I mean, Ray Tanner had a great point the other day. He said, you know, the longer you can go, the the, the better. The easier, the better the decision ultimately leads to. But there does mm-hmm. come a point where you've got to say, you know, are we, are we, you know, you don't just get up in the morning and go to Disney. At some point, you got to plan the trip. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got to buy the tickets. And, <laughs> and, and so, you know, I mean, there, there's a. There, and that's not apples and that's not apples to apples. I get it, but look, you know what I think about this. I, I, I think you open up the stadium. I think there's going to be a certain degree of social distancing that happens anyway. I think a certain element, and and you know me, I, I will never be the one that makes fun of anyone who says I don't no, feel no, safe. Cool. Sure. Hey, man, I get it. Or the person that says, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go unless I believe everyone's wearing a mask. Or if you told me that early in the year, they and I know it would be uncomfortable, I get it, but where they told people, we're begging you to wear a mask. We're begging you to wear a mask. I, I know that, not at Ole Miss, I've not, no one at Ole Miss has told me that. I've talked to some people, a couple other schools that have said that. They're trying to figure out what the language would be on how to tell people we really, 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 really want you to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. Because we really, 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 really don't want a spike that can be traced back to this stadium and shut the whole bitch down. Yeah, one super spreader or event or whatever you talk about and suddenly we got a major problem. Sure. Yeah. Of course. You know, one of the things that, you know, as today is the day that like a lot of the football players around the country, but we'll talk about the SEC is what we cover. They can't have their quote voluntary end quote workouts yet, but they can show up and they can get tested and they can do some of this stuff. There's a fear around the league and it's just based on, Hey, if, if it got bad, we know what would happen. There's this fear of one program having a massive super yeah, spike. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sure. Where the league 
is forced to say, hey, let's everybody pump the brakes. Mm -hmm. They know the kids are going to be kids. They're 19, 20, 21-year-old boys. They're going to go out. They're going to go to parties. They're going to chase girls. Must keep this real. College kids smoke dope. Lots of people do. I'm not judging, but they're going to pass a blunt around at some point. And someone said, but you know what? They've been doing all that anyway because they're kids. Their lives didn't stop while they were home, right? Not really? Right. Especially as they saw that this thing doesn't impact me. Yeah, because they're, a, they're such a myopic yeah. view that it's yeah. it's it's whatever. So, but I've got a thought on that. We'll go to that in one second. First, tell you about Community Mortgage, Oxford, Memphis, Soto County, and Chattanooga. All underwriting and processing is done in Memphis. You're getting local underwriting. Understand your market. A leader in condo financing, the float down option, and much more. 662-234-2704 or J-L-O-W-E at communitymtg.com. We're also brought to you by the Iron Horse Grill. It's uh, built in 1906. This legendary Jackson Landmarks, a true icon of Mississippi's rich heritage. Live music uh, four times per week. It's the perfect place to enjoy lunch, dinner, or Sunday brunch. They also specialize in on-site large catering large event catering, I should say, for up to 250 people, and off-site full catering services, especially beverage catering. So if you're planning a birthday party, a graduation celebration, a rehearsal dinner, or a wedding reception, you want to be able to enjoy the moment and the Iron Horse Grill is your answer. It's a one-stop shop for beverage services for a 250 to 500-person wedding, even a 300, a 3,500-person gala. It's uh, 601-398-0151 is the number. Sarah Black is who you want to talk to about beverage catering. You can knock that off your worry list and let the Iron Horse Grill make your event one that is memorable forever. We are uh, also brought to you by Dead Soxie. Dead Soxie was open about its desire to uh, socket to the shutdown. And uh, Jason Simmons, the founder. No, go ahead. Oh, good. He came on this network of podcasts and uh, stated the challenges that the company was facing in the midst of the unknown. While a lot of companies furloughed or closed their doors, Dead Soxie sought out to take a different approach. Their core beliefs rely on relationships built with their customers. The pandemic has challenged those business principles in every aspect. And uh, they want to thank the Rebel Grove community, the MPW Digital community for their support. You guys have uh, allowed them to stay true to their core. And uh, they want to say thank you. From uh, Dead Soxie to you, you can check it out at D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. That's deadsoxy.com. Podcast is brought to you by Tyson Drugs and G&M Pharmacy. 662-236-2222 is the phone number. Obviously, all store, both stores are open for regular business hours. Uh, they have walk-up windows or curbside service as well. And they're also dedicated to free local delivery that can be same day. You can uh, you can get alcohol-based hand sanitizer and more. Again, 662-236-2222 right there on South Lamar in Oxford. Well, I mean, look, we're talking about, yeah, college kids, kids that, again, have been doing whatever they've been doing while they're home. And, I mean, everybody's having to to do this. I mean, I don't, I don't think – we're going to talk about golf in a second. I don't think Braden would be upset about you, – you asked him yesterday on the driving range, said, what are they doing for you guys? And we're talking about professional golfers who it is completely their livelihood in every yeah. way. In every way. They start their season in a couple of weeks in Jacksonville, and they are going to charter them from one site to the next – all in a bubble, and we said, hey, what are kind of the rules, the regulations? And he goes, they're just begging us to stay as close to the hotel as possible, eat there, but 
they're not going, hey, if you leave, you're getting fined or arrested or anything, but because they know what's happening. Well, it's, it's, you know, and, and, and that, but my point being, that's adults who, I mean, yeah, well, it kind of matters a little bit. Like, what are you going to do? I mean, <laughs> I mean, if Ricky Fowler leaves the hotel, you go, you're going to say, get back? What are you going to do? I mean, I mean if, if, a, if a football player says, I'm, I'm, hey, there's a party over at, I don't know, I don't know any apartments here anymore, but Old Taylor. Sure. Put a gun to him and go, you can't go. Of course not. I mean, it's, it's, it's insane. Yeah, we're back to logic. That's why whenever well, what we could do is take the entire program and lock it down for seven months. And I would say that is absolutely ludicrous. And people go, you just hate football. No, I, I I love football. I need football, but that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, no shot. It's not going to happen. Uh, and then, luckily, some of the NBA people started coming out, going, "I'm not doing that." I mean, I, I'll do the best I can, but 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 I'm not. And the NBA, not the players, but the teams, are like, "Well, what are you? We're not going to hold them prisoner." <laughs> this is insane. That's why the MLB people pushed back about the Arizona bubble. They're like, "Wait, wait a minute." So we can't see our families for seven months? I mean, guys just had babies. I can't see my wife for seven months. How do you think that's going to go over? People go, well, the military, they didn't sign up for the military. That's not what they did. They they didn't. That is not a valid comparison. They did not sign up for the military. They signed up to be a baseball player or a professional golfer. Yeah, there are implied circumstances with with different things. <laughs> yeah. in that when you when you sign up for the armed services, you understand that that is potentially part of the deal. Yeah. When you sign a contract with the Seattle Mariners, you do not understand that that is potentially a part of the deal because it's not. Yeah. When you sign a football letter of intent at the University of Mississippi. It never says, hey, and by the way, there's a real chance for seven months we're going to lock you down in a bubble and you can't see your family or have a life. So we talked about it forever for that first week, and then the shine kind of worn off. How have things gone in the Korean Baseball League? Good. 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 English Premier League just I saw I, that. I tested everybody. Zero. It's like 1,130 or 1,310. I don't remember which, what the number is, but zero. Yeah. Tested everybody, no positives. That's a good number. Almost makes you think that maybe it's dying out. Numbers are good in New York. Saw saw yeah. that where New York's the positive rate is very very low. Um, no, at this point, I I do think there's some dying out. I think it's you know we don't know about second waves yet and all that stuff. We'll see. But let's get to the first one first. Um, yeah. So someone in the threads asked us to touch on this. We did a minute ago. I'll touch on it again quickly. Matt wanted to know what we asking about. What I wrote about in points one and two of ten thoughts. Okay, sure. Lane Kiffin and his staff probably had to learn a really hard hard lesson over the over the last week. This is not a normal deal. That place is not normal. I'll say this. I've watched I have one daughter that's a, a, a I guess now technically a sophomore in, in college, and I have one that's a senior in high school. Only one school that has recruited them talks about other schools. Mississippi State talks about Ole Miss. During the recruiting pitches. During the recruiting. 
I can tell you that both. What's the message? I uh, just that it's it's a it's it's better for Mississippi kids. It's it's, it's they 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 paint a picture of of Ole Miss that that is stereotypical. Tennessee doesn't do that. Oklahoma didn't do that. Arkansas doesn't do that. Arkansas, in fact, every trip we've ever taken to Fayetteville with with Campbell and then Caroline's taking a visit there too. It's always people say nice things about Ole Miss and Oxford. Complimentary. How beautiful it is. The Grove. Blah, 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 blah. How cool the square is. Talk about different restaurants. People say nice things. Different deal. It's an obsession. It's an obsession that goes all the way to the top. Goes to their chancellor or president, whatever he's called. And it goes all the way down. It's obsessive. It's one of those things. You and I talked about this a little bit. And I think both of us were probably wrong. We thought, you know, Mike Leach, Lane Kiffin, maybe that'll cool it off. Mm -mm. Nope. I think Mississippi State's told Mike Leach, hey, you can cool that chummy shit. Pardon my language. We're not going to do that. I'll tell you this. I've talked. I'll be careful about how I do this. I, 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 I've talked to some people at Ole Miss. I get the impression that what was once, and I'm not saying Ole Miss is going to leave the trophy on the field. I don't know. I doubt it. There's an understanding at Ole Miss right now that that's a problem, the deal at State. It's a problem. It's something that, it's an intensity that I don't think they can match. I don't think they want to match it. Look, if your stated goal at a place like Ole Miss, I'm just—I bet—I bet Robertson right now is just—just just, I'm just giving it. I bet he's just swelling at this moment. If your if your stated goal at Ole Miss is to win championships, I mean, if that's if that's legit, you want to be a nationally relevant program. Sure. If that's really what you want to do, be a nationally relevant program, and pick your sport. Beating Mississippi State's got to just be a given. If beating Mississippi State is the great challenge, you're nowhere close to Alabama. And you're just Auburn. taking your ceiling and going. Zzz. Yeah, you're nowhere close to Alabama and Auburn and LSU. And no, LSU's not going to do what they did last year every year, but they just did something. I mean, you can't take it away from them. They won everything. They won everything. Don't try to minimize it. They won everything. And so if they did it once, they can do it again. Not going to do it next year. I get that. Or Neil, they're going to fall off. I get that. That has nothing to do with what I just said. Alabama's won it, what, every other year for the last decade? They're pretty damn good. Auburn's won a national championship. Yeah, Neil, they had Cam Newton. I don't care. They had. They did Wait for it. Nick Marshall. They did it. They've been in the championship game twice in the last 12 years. That's indicative of a program that knows how to get there. That's half your damn division, boys and girls. So if your obsession is with Mississippi State, you are effed. It is over. Done. You are The rest of it is words. At some point, Ole Miss has to take that theory. This is my opinion. They have to take that theory and make it reality. You have to minimize that deal. And you have to win. You still have to beat their ass. You have to win. You have to win. But you have to get past that. And and the truth is, unless they're going to dramatically change the way that they recruit students, not student athletes, students, institutionally you got to get over it. Forget it. Yeah, they recruit a different kind of kid than we recruit. 
We recruit out-of-state kids. We have big alumni bases in Dallas and Houston and Atlanta and Nashville, Charlotte now. That's, that's our goal. That's what we want to do. We recruit a different kind of kid. The Mississippi kids that we recruit and the Mississippi kids that they recruit are not always the exact same kind of kid. Next. That's callous and it's flippant and a lot of people will not like it, but that's what you have to do or else you become obsessed with the deal. And athletically, winning that game has to mean to Ole Miss about what it means to Georgia to beat Georgia Tech. Yeah, we beat them. We beat them. We had to. It's a step on the road I'm taking. Yeah, like Tennessee right now. Yeah. I guarantee you. Let's take Tennessee for a minute. Uh, Mr. Zoom himself, Jeremy Pruitt. Yep. It's a given that they beat Vanderbilt to get back. If you're losing to Vanderbilt two out of every three years, I mean, the rest is, yeah, you're damn sure not beating Georgia and Florida. And all of you sons of bitches are fired. Yeah. And so it's got to be that way or else it doesn't work. And their obsession with you, and here's the lesson that Kiffin and them have to learn, and frankly, if Jerry and Jones and Fabian Lovett are the the vehicles to that lesson, it was worth it. You can't be sloppy here. Notice I didn't say cheat. I didn't say they bought anybody, because they didn't. But you can't be sloppy. You can't have anything that they can attach to and start yanking on. You can't leave a loose thread. And I think that's about all it was, was a loose thread here and there. They will absolutely cling to it. This is not Alabama and Auburn where there's... I've had people ask me this, Chase, over the years. What's the difference? Alabama and Auburn's a Cold War. Mm -hmm. They understand... Shared nuclear weapons... Either one of us can hit the button, but what good is that doing because the entire world's blowing up? They understand that destroying one another does no good. And so they bury the hate. There's animosity and there's some ill feelings and it'll get a little salty when one dominates over a period of time. But for the most part, there's a begrudging mutual respect. And they just don't go down this road. Well, and look, it, it's both sides. It's minimizing for all the crap we're talking about. And again, you have to win the game. And you got to win the game consistently. I mean, we always talk about, okay. And then you can't do the deal on the, on the Jumbotron where you pick on no, Dan no, 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 Mullen no. and all that. You cannot do any of that. And you can't have a you can't have a coach who gets emotional about beating them. and uh, you that, that feeds them. So we always talk about this, and I think this is relevant here. We always talk about Texas A&M. Tons of resources. Why are they not good? You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they don't have to even deal with the crap we're talking about from a whatever level. You know why they don't take a step? Because they can't beat Ole Miss and Mississippi State consistently. Yeah. Ole Miss has played really damn well against Texas yeah. A&M since they joined the league. Yeah. State's won four of the last six against yeah. A&M. I know. That's why A&M can't get over the hump. They can't beat Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Yeah. And if you're Ole Miss, that's what you do. you got to beat A&M. you got to beat Mississippi State. you got to beat Vanderbilt. And, and then you figure it out against yeah in Arkansas, and then you yep. figure out the rest because you're not because here's the reality at Ole Miss you're never going to quote consistently beat Alabama yeah not gonna happen Alabama's got to go into the shell if you do eight and two and ten out yeah. of ten for them yeah you if you're Ole Miss I mean over a ten game stretch four and six five and five is about as good as you can hope for against Auburn my opinion yeah. LSU five and five in a ten game stretch you take it right now. But the other ones you've got to beat them. You can't have five and five against Mississippi State in a ten year span. Five and five against Arkansas right now in a ten year span. I'll, I'll look at you and go, oh, you failed. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not winning. 
That means Alabama's kicking your ass. LSU's kicking your ass. Auburn's kicking your ass. The reality. Man, I'm, I'm just kind of in a real mode today. And so if you're Ole Miss, you got to put that. You, you got to put Mississippi State away. And 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 when you do, and if you do, and first step is beating them. The next step is not acting like you give a And that's hard here. I get it. And everybody goes, you're not from Mississippi. You don't understand that. I will grant you that point. You didn't grow up in Jackson. You didn't grow up in Amory. You didn't grow up in places, Greenwood. You didn't have to hear from them. I get it. It does not negate my point. If your goal is to win championships, and if your goal is not to win championships and your goal is just to be a seven-win program and beating Mississippi State is going to be the highlight of most seasons, okay, cool. You're now Kentucky football. And that's fine. But if you're going to say, hey, my goal is to win championships, then beating Mississippi State has to be a given. Period. In much the same way that beating Vanderbilt has to be a given. Beating Arkansas has to be a given. I mean, if you're having this conversation in Arkansas today, you're saying, hey, I mean, if we can't beat Ole Miss and Mississippi State, this is immaterial. Yeah. I mean, they can't beat anybody. I get it. But you understand my point. I mean, their road back is not, hey, boy, we got to get Alabama. Give me a break. No, your first road back is you got to consistently beat Ole Miss and Mississippi State. If you're losing those games, you're you're not winning. And if you're Ole Miss and you're losing to to Mississippi State on a quasi regular basis, it's a disaster, as we've seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know. And Jake asked a question in the thread: Where's Sankey and all this? No one wants to believe me. I'm just going to tell you. I'm looking right into the camera and telling you that Greg Sankey played absolutely no role whatsoever in Ole Miss's decision to uh, move on from Jerry and Jones and Fabian Lovett. Greg Sankey played absolutely no role. Zero. A um, little bit of uh, sad news. Pat Dye has passed away. Saw Jay, that a few Jay just ago. told me that, yeah. Yeah, seemed to go across 80 years old for the former Auburn coach. He had... Coronavirus, correct? I, it's some. I don't. I have no idea how, yeah. what level that played, but yes, he was a COVID nineteen positive at some point. I, I will say this about Pat Dye: I never covered Pat Dye. Obviously, when I covered Auburn, I covered Tommy Tuberville and Terry Bowden. Pat Dye was always accessible to me. Really? If I needed Pat Dye for something, I could get him. He was colorful. He was funny. He came from that old guard of coaches: Vince Dooley and uh, Billy Brewer and. Who else was in that group? The names that immediately come to mind. Absolutely hilarious storytelling. And um, played at Georgia, coached at Auburn, got involved in a rivalry. Ironically, Vince Dooley went to Auburn, coached at Georgia. You always wonder, why don't you guys just trade places? It would make more sense. But uh, loved Auburn passionately and and was a – was a fascinating person to talk to. Yeah. If you're injured, not sure where to go, no matter where you are, especially with the Pediatric Group, as you covered, with three little convenient locations in Tupelo, Oxford, and New Albany, a referral is needed to schedule any appointment with one of SOG's fellowship-trained, subspecialized surgeons in any one of the three locations. 24-hour access for scheduling. SOG makes it easy to accommodate you. Call 767-4200 or request an appointment through their website, www.sogms.com Special Orthopedic Group. Choose a specialist. Choose SOG. We're also brought to you by Nest and Wild. Sleep better with the Nest and Wild mattress. Nest and Wild is a Mississippi-based mattress company making a high-quality mattress delivered right to your door. They make buying a new mattress easy. 
Every Nest and Wild mattress is uh, one foot thick, giving you comfort and support that will last. A lot of online brands sell an 8-inch, 10-inch mattress with less support, durability. Not Nest and Wild. Every mattress, whether it's California King all the way down to a, a twin, is one foot thick, 100% American made, and uh, the pricing is absolutely great, and we'll make it even better. Uh, go to nestandwild.com, buy a mattress. It's a 99-night trial. Try it out. Sleep on it for 99 nights. Make sure you enter the code REBEL20, REBEL20. At checkout, you'll get 20% off your mattress. It's going to arrive at your door in three to five days. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. We're taping a Mind on My Money podcast at some point tomorrow. That's brought to you by Pinnacle Trust. Uh, Pinnacle Trust represents clients in more than 20 states. They've got advisors in multiple states as well. Uh, they provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. They treat investment uh, like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your level of wealth, Pinnacle Trust will sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, and put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. Cookie cutter financial planners put you in a box. Pinnacle Trust builds a box just for you. It's Pintrust.com. P-I-N-N Trust.com. Tell them that you heard about Pinnacle Trust on the podcast. You'll get 10% off your first year's fee. And we're brought to you by John Edwards of Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis. A lot of things are opening back up. We talked about Disney World, uh, SeaWorld. Some of the national parks are starting to open back up. A lot of the beaches are opened again now. So if you've been quarantined for three months, you're losing your mind, and you need just to get away, get in touch with John. There's all sorts of deals out there, and uh, he knows all about them because of his experience with travel and his affiliation with Virtuoso, which is a worldwide network of travel partners that allows him to supply his clients with added values, unique benefits, simply not available to other travelers. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. Give him a call, give him an email, give him some parameters, give him a budget. He'll give you options that you won't find on your own. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of the services. Also, first-time clients get $50 off their first booked trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. I'm seeing this. Uh, let's see. He was first, died, was first uh, hospitalized with a kidney issue, did test positive for uh, COVID-19, and um, he had a 99-39-4 and 39 and four record, four SEC titles from 81 to 92, and a member of the uh, College Football Hall of Fame um, in 2005. Yeah, I think that maybe came from Charles Goldberg. Um, so, legend. Um, kind of just give a quick uh, rundown to uh, the golf festivities from uh, from Sunday morning. First, a lot of thank yous. Um, first to uh, Coach Goldberg Oxford for allowing uh, pretty much whatever we wanted from a shit show perspective on uh, on Sunday. I know they were pretty busy. Had a pretty full tee sheet. It was the last day prior to. Um, They've been doing airification on the greens, so a lot of people were out there as far as that uh, th- that works. So they were uh, very handy, including giving Neil his uh, his clubs for the day. So appreciate that. Um, also to uh, <clears throat> to Bradley Sowell, to uh, Zach Bird, the almost women's golf assistant, for uh, helping us out with some different challenges, some holes. Uh, Bradley made one hell of a par on a uh, on a par four that Neil desperately needed. He hit a drive right into the woods, chipped out, got up and down for his uh, for his four. Bradley has become a 
really really good golfer um over uh, the last the last yeah, year or two pretty obvious he knew what he was doing with the club in his hand yeah he, he he was he was prepared for that i talked to him the other day i said hey we're gonna i'm gonna need to do a phone a friend thing we're gonna make sure neil gets an early hole here um and i need it to be on this hole because i'm not 100 percent sure neil could hit it over the water so we could have been there for a minute um yeah. so so let's do it here um you're pretty much guaranteed so he did that um Zach Bird did a uh, kind of a fourteen hole a club challenge against Braden, where they uh, they hit every club in their bag toward a par three, and they got a point for every time they landed on the green. And you you did see some a uh, little bit of wizardry there, is trying to make some clubs uh, stick on the green. Yeah, so. it, it, that all of that for me, <laughs> frankly, was kind of intimidating. It's a different game, all of a sudden, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew it was a different game, but like I watch Braden tee off a couple times, and I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> Like he hits these <laughs> missile shots, and he's like, "I think that's landed." I'm like, "It never lands." I mean, the ball just kept going. That uh, thing's in orbit. It looked like the spaceship that had launched the the day before. The, the par three challenge was kind of fun because Braden was he was trying to hit a club that would go probably about a hundred yards, and he was trying to hit it a hundred and forty. So he's starting it out way right and trying to bring it back and hook the crap out of it and all this stuff. And it it, it is kind of neat to watch people who can really move the ball, um, yeah, in, in, in all directions. But yeah. Nonetheless, got that. Uh, we have all the full YouTube video on the side. It, it um, sorry, the YouTube page at Ole Miss Sport Trouble Grove. Search whatever you uh, would like to uh, to find that. You can do that. Um, Haley did a really good job, kind of uh, hanging out with us, getting that uh, that recorded and up for you from a uh, broadcast. She standpoint. got to see great golf and awful golf all at the. There was exact a lot of extremes. Well, because. <laughs> The uh, the employee coming around in the beverage car, she she stopped and she was like eighty yards up and on the right, and she thought she was out of the way. And we we're like, no, come on, come, you, you're well, and, right in and, the wheelhouse. And to my credit, I said, no, 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 no. So she came. Up I don't and, know where this thing is going. Yeah, and she goes, "What are y'all doing?" I said, "Well, we're filming. We have a pro golfer, and then we have a non golfer." And she kind of laughed. She goes, "He's the non golfer." I went, "Yes, he's the yeah. non golfer. Oh, yes. That is uh, that is correct." Um, but really. Um, above all else, really appreciate Braden because he he was fine with anything we threw at him. He was a pleasure to be around throughout the uh, throughout the morning. He did everything to try to make the match last a little longer for potentially donations for views and whatnot. Including, he was three up on sixteen and basically hit the ball in the water on purpose to yeah. to try to give a hole away and, and, I still and get it going. I still couldn't get it. Yeah, still couldn't make it happen because Braden made about a forty foot par putt after he had already hit it in the water. Well, when he so. hit it in the water, I knew he was faking it. I was like, you did that intentionally. Well, he said he was trying to drive the green, and there was water all around the green. Yeah. I mean, he had to hit the ball over a house and trees yeah. in, a, in a general direction there. <laughs> but um, he was he was not very locked in. He, he made six pars in a row. He bogeyed well, unfortunately, seven. Unfortunately, he got a little locked in. Fixe, he, he was one over through seven and shot 68 and finished yeah. five under on the day. He, uh, he, he, he birdied 8, 10, 14, 17, 18 coming home. Yeah. Um, so I it mean, was <laughs> – it was it was impressive to watch. Um, you know, I tell you, especially for somebody like Neil, who doesn't is around a lot of golf people necessarily. I mean, I've been to tournaments. I mean, and look, Braden very likely will have a career on the PGA Tour and have a career at it for a long time. I, I think he, there's no doubt he's good enough, he's focused enough to have a career on the big tour for a while and let that be his 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 calling card. But it is amazing to watch him hit golf balls and look up and go, hang on, from a ranking standpoint, there's 200 people in the world better than you at this? Like, You know what I mean? Like yeah. Where you go, what's what's that next step even look like? Because um, he, he does. He can do some pretty remarkable things with, with, with a golf club in his hand. So, 
donations still live. I've got to transfer all the stuff to bank accounts and stuff, so it'll be a bit before we do that. Uh, you can do it on Venmo, search MPW Digital if you'd like to contribute, or uh, on PayPal. You can do use my email address, chase.parm at gmail.com, or uh, Oxford Exxon Podcast. The link is on the board for that. It's all over Twitter. I think it's even still pinned in a post on my Twitter profile. So you can uh, you can do that again. Sixty percent will go to the United Way of the Mid South, and forty uh, percent will go to the Boys and Girls Club of North Mississippi. So that is how we are. Uh, that's how we're we're divvying that up. Um, <clears throat> anyway, um, sorry, I thought of something. Uh, oh, anyway, yeah, that's it. So yeah, it's a fun day. You can begin find the all the stuff there on uh, on the site. But uh, couldn't have picked a better person to do it with. Again, Braden did a. Did a heck of a job, and we'll uh, yeah, it was we'll fun. See what's it's fun. See the weather next. weather was awesome. Um, I think I provided some comedy. Neil hit a wall around like thirteen or fourteen. Well, I made some mistakes from a couple mistakes. That What'd I, you do? Well, um, Rizzo the dog, his stomach alarm goes off earlier and earlier every day, and so when it went off at five thirty on Sunday morning, I got up and I had a cup of coffee and I ended up going upstairs and I did two Peloton rides. One, because I was trying to get a little loose. And two, because I'm obsessive. And instead of just doing a nice casual ride, I kind of got into the ride. And When you're going to be out in the heat for like five hours. Well, I wasn't thinking about it. So anyway, I had a, a one of those one bars, the little protein bar. Well, that did it. And I put it in the in the ice in the little cooler. on the, And I was going to have it before we played. And we were on like the eighth hole. And I realized, oh, I, I haven't eat. eaten anything. And it kind of, I had a little sinking spell. Yeah. And I don't know that 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 was enough to overcome the sinking spell. And so I kind of did hit a wall. Like, it's kind of got fatigued. And I also hit 277 shots. (laughs) And so that does wear you out a little bit. I don't know what you shot. I did not keep up with your total score at all. Um, I thought the front nine was better than the front nine the last time. I thought the back nine was far worse than the last time. Well, I was was out of, I was out of gas. That will, that is a credit. Now, we had a couple holes that were sort of gimmies, but. The scoring system was pretty fair. I mean, he won three and two. That was not yeah. a big deal. And frankly, you were one up when he was one over. Um, yeah. When he was when he was just kind of piddle paddling around the course a little bit. Um, I, I hit I hit a few fairways this time. You did. Um, I mean, I hit everything else too, but. <laughs> and you still putt pretty well. Missed a couple short ones, but for the most part, you putted pretty well. Yeah. I'm, Your speed is pretty good. Yeah, I'm, I'm for okay with a putter. I liked that putter, by the way. I mean, did you? Yeah. Um, our biggest mistake on getting you a hole was on 16 when Braden did hit it in the water. We should have had you putt from way off the green. Yeah, it would I tried have, it, to chip. It was a gimme. We could have just won the hole if we just move it forward at yeah. all. Yep. That was probably the biggest mistake that we we, we made. Because well, and then I was better with that. What it was, this 48? I was better with that 58. little uh, 58. Yeah. I was better with that club than... Considering I'd never done it before, yeah, I was better with it than I thought I yeah, would. Yeah, he be. didn't really understand the mechanics of chipping, so I told him to uh, take really short back swings and just try to hit down on the ball and see what happens. And it yeah. did get up in the air a couple times. I had that one of, really good one out of the sand. Oh yeah, yeah, almost made it. Now he had dunked two in the sand prior to right, that. Right, right, right. Hey, 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 it's 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 fine. Well, at that point, I was just like, let's see if I can do it once. And. It's also, I mean, it works out for a lot of different reasons. They're incredibly good as far as availability and whatever. For a non-golfer who's got to keep the thing in play, it's a very tough golf course. Well, it's so very it, narrow. Yeah, and, yeah. and when you when, if you miss the fairway, it's just gone. There's yeah. no hey punch out and we'll do this. It's just 
yeah. it's in some trees or some woods or we're done. It's 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 all over. So uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I came away from it. I'm gonna get Carson lessons. Carson needs to play. I'm too old. It's over for me. But but uh, he needs to play. So I, the people that are like, you hate golf. I don't hate golf. I'm 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 going to. I, I told him you're going to do this. This is something you're going to do, and you'll thank me later. So that that call's getting made here in the next 24 hours, and I'm gonna go get him some clubs, and he's gonna play, and I might putter around with it at some point. But but he's gonna. I'm I'm gonna spend the money on him playing, not me playing. I'm 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 too old. There's 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 no there's not enough time left in my life to improve enough to be proficient you would probably see some gains quickly but i completely understand not wanting to spend the effort to do so yeah i i would need i would need real lessons just in general Mm -hmm. now the good news is you have no bad habits you have no bad you have no habits at all you haven't played so much golf in a poor way right that it's like well okay i gotta fix you for six months before i can try to do it correctly no pretty pretty blank slate yeah and then occasionally you do hit one where it's like I'd be damn like sort of it I had has a few some, shots. I mean, if, yeah. well, I mean, in fairness to me on that course, if you're just god awful with no athletic ability, you don't finish the round. You don't finish the round. I yeah. mean, I do not to toot my own horn, but I do have a modicum of athleticism that allowed me to think through a few things and be able to yeah. execute some stuff. And even a couple of your lost ball, you only lost nine this time. 10? Yeah, nine, I think nine or ten. Yeah, something like that. Well, you 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 lost eight of the ones that we got you, but then you also lost, lost a little pink, pink ball. ball. Yeah, the pink ball, and maybe a Bridgestone. No, I never used. You it. never used the Bridgestone. I never used okay, it. Okay, so yeah, I think nine is the number on lost balls, which is down. It was eleven last time. Yeah, see improvement. You might have even hit more more fairways because you only hit one fairway the first time. You hit more than one the other. Well, day. I hit four. Did you hit four? Uh huh. Okay. So no, I was much better, believe it or not, with the driver. Yeah. Until I got tired at the end. I was tired at the end. I mean, I was physically tired. Braden wasn't. He was asking if he could go back out. He yeah, was asking no. if he could go yeah. back out. Yeah. Well, he had not ridden the Peloton. <laughs> that was the big deal there. Well, he only hit a third of the shots. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he only he only he only hit sixty eight golf shots the entire day. Whew. Man. Uh, he hit some. I was like, wow. That's incredible. Well, he told he, he he was a little bit of a rope a dope. He told Neil on seventeen T. He goes, "Hey, look, if I make better than a par, you got to pay fifty bucks. If I if you do whatever, I'll pay fifty bucks. There's water everywhere on this yeah. hole, and Braden it's a par five. He hits his drive. He's got about two fifty left, and he hits a two iron to about four feet. Yeah, and it went, dude, well, okay. Come on. What do you want me to do now? <laughs> Can I kick it? He he missed the putt for eagle, but it was still a very comfy comfy birdie. Yeah, he, no, uh, he's he's great. I mean, it's. Great guy too. It was a lot of fun, and um, I'll cheer. I'll be cheering for him. He's he's terrific. Yeah, so. He's he hit some shots though. Wow, it's just like a couple of those drives on the back nine. Yeah, where you just look at the ball and you think that's unbelievable. You just watch it. it's majestic. It's it for people that hit the ball that from Braden he probably carries the ball to 90, 300 yards something like that. Oh, he hit he hit a couple three hundred yesterday. And my point being though, you know, amateurs that hit the ball two twenty, two thirty, two forty. Yeah, if we hit the ball offline, it's going offline. But when you hit the ball that far, one little bitty thing because of how far you hit it, if you're offline at all, that thing is out of the stratosphere left and yeah. right. You know what I mean? You have yeah. to be that much more accurate. 
straight wise because otherwise i mean you'd have bought 300 yards well just do some quick math that thing starts going five degrees off somewhere hey we're we don't think Neil landed a ball on a on a picnic table on 18. It's possible, but we don't <laughs> think so. We think it bounced off the middle of the house at some point. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But it's all, it's all I, I will say this about golf. Yeah. I do like I do actually like the uh the range just hitting like enough the where solitude of Yeah, the, like I went out there had my earpods or whatever they're called. I had some music going and just kind of Zoned out a little bit. That was actually kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, asking the stream, I did not pick a club up the entire day. I did not take one swing with a golf club. Um, I contemplated trying. Neil hit somehow. I've never seen a ball here. He hit behind this row of bushes uh, on a hole that was like next to a building. And you had a very small window. And I thought about hitting the shot. And I thought, okay. Braden, you come hit it because I can film you, and this actually might be fun. And he hit it just short of the green from back there. But Unbelievable! That was the only time I even thought about picking a, go- a golf club up. But uh, that's where yeah. I hit it. Zach found it later. It was still in the pampas grass. He was like, "You almost got it out," well, you- and I almost did because I hit that ball really sharp. Yeah, yeah. And it just didn't. It was. It was the shrubbery was thick. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff. But I almost got there. almost got through all of it. Yeah, that was pretty. As it was fascinating. Yeah. So that's a hard game, man. Oh man, that is a hard game. I mean, I got to be honest. The the people that go out and, and shoot one fifteens every day, and talk about how much they love it, I look at them like you are clinically insane. You don't think you would enjoy being bad at it? I would have to have some ability to get decent. I would have to feel like I could get to a point where I could shoot a hundred. It's probably the cutoff where, hey, I know I'm at least going to move the ball. I'm not going to embarrass myself in a group. I'm not going to be the one that slows the group to a crawl. Mm -hmm. I would think 100's the cutoff. Yeah. That's, you know, where if you played an easy course and you played okay, you could actually do a little better than that. We there there would have been some positives to running you out at the university course. Frankly, I don't know that we could have gotten the time necessary yeah. out there to, to 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 pull it off. Um, it's it, pretty crowded, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It it would have helped you for sure. Um, he would have shot a twelve. Well, that was that was a little bit of my concern. I thought, okay, if Braden at least is kind of whatever, maybe he shoots 72, 74, Not really paying attention. Well, that gives us a lot more leeway than. Braden going out and shooting sixty three, and then suddenly I, we yeah. we got to we, we got to really get to work here um, yeah. because if he made anything worse than or anything better than fours, I knew we were in trouble. We, we he had to make some fours and fives to give us to give us some chances because he's out of the first tee. He goes, look, this is kind of up to Neil. If he plays the hole and moves it forward, there's nothing I can do. But it's also up to Neil if he hits it and dumps yeah. it ten times. There's not much I, you know I can do. Well, because like the either. first hole, I had a couple of good shots where I stayed on the on the green in the, in the fairway, and he was like, "Well, yeah." And I was like, "Yeah, but I can't do that for eighteen holes. I can't stay. I can't stay in the middle." Yeah, you were one up through one. I mean, just rolling. I mean, it I wanted to stop right there. The first hole was, was 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 moving on. Well, I asked if we could do a scoreboard shot at that point and save it for posterity. Yeah, he uh he. he he, he did kind of look at me one time after one. He was like, am I in trouble? I was like, no, just give it a minute. Yeah, just it, hang it, on. It's, it's, it's going to be okay here. The Citadel sometimes gets a field goal in the uh, opening If drive. you're curious at his shots, by the way, um, I think literally his entire round is on his Instagram account. So you yeah. can go check his story on his Instagram account, and I'm pretty sure his uh, his entire round is there if you uh, if you have the desire. So 
That would be worth watching. Yeah. The other one, not so much. Unless you just want to contribute to us. Yeah. So, podcast brought to you in part by in-house interior and design. 662-681-6241 is the phone number. You can text or call Nikki and uh, tell her what you got on your mind. You've been cooped up in the house during uh, the pandemic. Maybe you're seeing a lot of things you want to change, including maybe some things that will bring equity to your home as well. You can get contractor crews up and running and much more. They give discounts for uh, dorm room assignments for um, new clients and more. So, again, you can uh, call and text, and they will take care of you there. In-house interior design, 662-681-6241. We are also brought to you by Grenada Nissan. If you're in the market for a Nissan vehicle, Grenada Nissan's the place to go. They've got a complete selection of new and previously owned Nissan vehicles. Great lease deals as well. It's GrenadaNissanUSA.com. We're also brought to you by Oxford University Bank. OUB, locally owned and operated right here in Oxford. When you deposit money at OUB, that money and the vast majority of the bank's profits go right back into the Oxford community. OUB gives you the comfort of home. All the benefits the big mega banks provide, all the technology and products you can want, all with the personal touch. When you call OUB, you speak directly with the live person. There's no 10 buttons to push, no five minutes to wait. You also get Casasa. It's the absolute best cash checking account. And with Casasa, OUB will pay customers 2.5% interest on their balances and uh, up to $50,000 and refund ATM fees nationwide. To learn more about OUB, check out liveoxfordbankoxford.com or call 662 234 6668 OUB is FDIC insured. And we're brought to you by Bluff City Advisory Group. They're dedicated to building the future you desire. Founded in Memphis in 2019, their team is comprised of established and seasoned financial experts who came together to serve individuals and families of their beloved hometown. The firm is built on decades of wealth management experience, and they have seen it all. Their financial advisors have a reputation for professional excellence. Clients rely on their high level of confidence and integrity. It's whether you need guidance on developing a financial plan, creating a customized executive benefits program for your business, or preparing a detailed asset allocation analysis, Bluff City Advisory will provide forward-thinking, cost-effective investment strategies customized to uniquely fit each client. You can get in touch with them at 901-365-3447 or email ben, B-E-N, at bluffcityadvisory.com. Where's baseball at as far as resuming their uh, their situation? Uh, they're still playing still nanny, fighting. nanny, boo-boo, okay. fighting with one another. Players the clock is starting to tick. It's June 1st. June 1st. clock's really ticking. Uh, they need three weeks of training. They wanted to start around the 4th of July. Do the math. I mean, you got to get moving. Players came back with they wanted to play a, a bigger schedule. The owners want to play a smaller schedule. The owners are terrified of a second wave. I see high school baseball and softball have returned in Iowa per ESPN. Just kind of reading that. I think I think in Mississippi the teams can begin uh, training okay. today. They're having to, they, I, I, they have to be I, careful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did see some rules on Facebook for some high schools in Mississippi that they could standard stuff that you would expect. Yeah, I mean nothing. I think they're asking them to. A lot of the OHS stuff, Oxford High School, they they have to do it outdoors right now. That's cool. Yeah. Whatever. The kids need what we, trying to not say this. What we've done to kids is criminal. The mental cooped up stuff. We've what we've done to young people is criminal. And I know there are people out there that push back on me when I say this. I I, I know the text that I'll get. 
Ole Miss with a, uh, a good pickup here from a men's basketball standpoint. Schedule announcement um, starting this season, a home-and-home home with Dayton Flyers. Oh, wow. So, Ole Miss-Dayton uh, set up. Uh, uh, Ole Miss will head to Dayton December 19th, and the Flyers will come to the pavilion during the 21-22 season. So. I'll say this for Kermit. No fear. Schedule, whoever can schedule. So, Ole Miss really been – you guys will really enjoy my interview with Nick Williams. We'll air it tomorrow. Uh, Ole Miss has really been blessed with two extremely good basketball coaches over the last 14 years. My opinion. You, it's a hill I'll die on. I don't cover basketball, but Nick is such a good dude. Exceptional. Yes, he's just a good dude. Exceptional human being. And, um, yeah, you guys will enjoy that. We talk about a lot of things. Um, And he's worked for both AK and Kermit. We talked about both of them in, in the interview as well. Two completely different people, but two exceptionally good basketball coaches. It's a, it's a hill I will die on. <laughs> yep, extremely good. People push back on that. Andy coached in the in the tad pad in an era when there was no money for player acquisition. It is the uh, 23-year anniversary of Michael Jordan uh, pushing off on Brian Russell. You could, did you ever watch the Did you watch the whole thing? Yeah, uh, I think I've seen it all. Yeah, yeah. Why? Kind of. There was there, there was a educated pushback about the push off. Yeah. He really had Russell on skates. I was more playing than yeah. anything else, but um, Hell of a not moment. everybody else is though. That, that's a very serious play in in, in sports history. Hell of a moment. It is. I mean, it's, it's because of Michael Jordan. I get this, but you talk about sports injustices. Maybe not injury. Maybe not. Maybe not injustices is the wrong word. But dynasties who never win the title. Mm-hmm. The Jazz. Carson and I were having this conversation. Probably the, the LA Dodgers if they don't win one in this realm right now. Yeah. I mean, the money that they spend, the whatever, they, they would be on that list. The Indiana Pacers. That's fair. A really good team. I mean, and taking out the obvious ones, like, okay, Jim Kelly's Bills and things along those lines, but of course. But I mean, you know, just the yeah. the ones that maybe we don't talk about all the time of teams that were really good for a long time and didn't win a title. Yeah. The nineties Knicks. Yeah. Really good team. Really good team. Didn't win a title. The despair that I would have a 15-year period had the Saints not won in 09. Oh, sure. Been this good for this long. Sure. I mean, you know, because they, in some ways, I mean, not all the way, because I get they haven't lost four Super Bowls, but in some ways they've kind of become the Braves of the 90s a little bit for the NFL because they do have the most regular season wins over a, a, a year period. I was going to say, if the Braves had not won the one. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you're just. Oh, torture. Because they won one they weren't supposed to win. That was the one of the more least least likely ones that they won. I 15, mean, 15 trips. And you just yeah, Chet's wanting to have this argument with me. Chet, the Coleman, Maravich, Stegman, all of those programs had something in common that uh Andy did not have. I'm just gonna tell you that. Shaquille O'Neal was never coming to Ole Miss. Mark Gottfried would not have won at Ole Miss the way that he won at Alabama. That's interesting, too, because a school that does not care. Mark cared. He did. <laughs> he did. Stansbury cared. And had the ability to care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Uh. Um, <laughs> I mean, Gerald Wallace was not coming to Ole Miss. It just, I'm, and people, you're apologizing. I'm not. I'm not apologizing. I'm keeping it real. A hard job. We didn't touch on this. I think we should before we go. I didn't watch the Lance Armstrong one at all. I, I have not even touched it. I've got it where I can watch it. Okay. We've criticized. I have especially more than you have. Sure. What are we talking about? We've criticized the Chancellor, Glenn oh, Boyce, okay. in the yeah. past a lot. Yeah, I was going to kind of make this a segment of the show tomorrow. Go ahead. Okay. Sorry. I'll no. touch on it now. Well, we got Nick, though, so it's okay. fine. Yeah, go ahead. Kudos to him mm-hmm. yesterday. Very strong statement. People can say what they want. It did take some stones to come out and say that about your bosses. Hey, basically get the hell out of my way. We've got to do this. And right now you have to do it. Well, look, here's the thing too. Judging after the the early, however you want to put it, from a, it was a misstep. His early visits to certain schools and not certain schools early on when he was trying to get out and be more transparent as the chancellor at Ole Miss. Poor list there. Um, since then, or, in, or other than that, I guess would be the yep. better way to put it, everything's run all right. It's it, There has been an increased presence in some recruiting ways. There sure. have been some different things. And the big thing for Glenn Boyce, and again, I mean, you and I wrote that article. I've read a couple columns that didn't do me any favors over there for sure. It's okay. Oh, yeah, true. I'm not mad about it. No, I'm just they, saying. They were right. Yeah. I was completely the two right. things can be. Yeah, you, it can be a shit search and then still have yeah. a result that kind of works yeah. out. I mean, if that I don't. Does it doesn't validate yeah. the search. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, had Matt Luke won four national titles, well, that weekend was still really freaking weird. Yeah, you know? and of course. And they won. I mean, yeah. whatever. It's a train wreck. I yeah. Mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, he, but here's the thing. A lot of people, frankly, what I thought, I never really said this because I kind of wait and see a little bit, but I thought, okay, the IHL is pushing him in. And, again, I hate using the IHL as one voice because it is a separate large number of people, 12 people, whatever it is. But on the whole, they're pushing him in. Is this going to be some puppeteer situation? It's going to be whatever. Frankly, he's fought back against them a lot. He's been very his own person when it comes. I don't want to antagonistic is not the right word, but his own person when Assertive. it comes to the yeah when it comes to the IHL. I mean, because look, it got written weirdly. I talked to Adam Gunn's show about it on this podcast a couple times. The day that they had the we're going to have the vote about moving the statue, and it got tabled. Yeah. Everybody goes, oh, God, look, they're tabling it. They didn't have the votes. Right. They tabled it so that they it, got done. A, there was a favor there. Tom Duff kind of took the heat of that, and he shouldn't have. Right. Because I think he noticed, whoa, 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 whoa. If this we is do this right now, that it's got we lose 7-5 right. or whatever it right. is. We've got to stop. We've got right. to back up. we got to get the votes before we do this vote. So they tabled to push it down the road in a positive way for getting right. it moved. So, yeah, that's my point. I mean, Boyce is... Today's the day to put the damn thing up for a vote because if you vote against it today, uh, well, yeah, you, yeah. I mean, you, you're you done. <laughs> yeah, right. So, I mean, now's the time. That's why I thought, do it now. Do it right now. And again, you just it's such a... Stu- the process is just... You know my opinion on it. I've said this before. Just do it. Move it to the cemetery. The danger is you incorrectly move it and some weird state something and you end up having to put the stupid thing back. And well, go then you through just say we're bit. not going to do it. Yeah. Not going to do it. You can come put it back. We're not doing it. 
it's I thought on Twitter, it's kind of related. I thought on Twitter uh, a couple days ago, maybe it was yesterday, Robin was Norton was has never been more happy to set somebody straight on how something works because she was getting heat about the Lafayette County statue. <laughs> yeah. They said that whatever, and she goes, hey, my alderman can't do that. That is a Lafayette County Board of Supervisors decision. That's on them. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't blame her. Yeah, she's like, tweet at somebody else. That, 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 one's, not, that one's not me. You know so. she's got to think, that thing's right in the middle of the Oxford Square, and I can't do a damn thing about it. Yeah. yeah. So whatever. you know, it's we're we're over our time. It's a fascinating been a fascinating few days. Cause there's like and I wrote about this in Ten Thoughts. There's there are protests and then there are riots. Oh, two completely different things. They're course. not yeah, yeah, yeah. they're not the same thing. No. There haven't been riots or protests. There have been riots and protests. And there's riots inside a protest. Yeah. But now's the time when I think you, Lafayette County Board of Supervisors, for example, should probably take it. Those those things I've been listening to this podcast. I've been talking about it for a while. The American Elections Wicked Game. Those statues have been going up. They went up shortly after the Civil War for the next forty, fifty years, all over the place. I don't think there's any way to contextualize them at all. I. Stuff like that is, I don't know. The The big thing that Mississippi could do right now is this is an opportunity for Mississippi to go, hey, you know what? We could fix the flag. Be super simple. Be a hell of a, hell of a gesture. It'd be positive headlines. Just change to the Stennis flag and call it a day. Stennis flag's great. It's fine. Get a blue flag and stick a magnolia tree on it. A magnolia blossom. Who doesn't think a magnolia blossom's pretty? It's fine. And we're done with it. And people do the slippery slope argument. It's not a slippery slope. Yeah, you're I getting rid of us. You're getting rid of something that is viewed as a symbol of hatred and oppression and replacing it with something that is not. That's not a slippery slope. That's common sense. The Stennis flag looks nice. I I didn't even know about it. Oh yeah, I good. saw it. I'm like, I looked at it. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It looks like a flag. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It looks good. like a flag. Well, like, and, and again, I, I know some of them in some places are very recognizable as an identity for that state. I I, I get that. Sure. Texas, California, South Carolina. There are some where yeah. you're like, okay, I, I know that flag. Arizona, whatever. Sure. I don't know why I'm pulling those out. The but California flag with the bear. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. But in general. <laughs> We're not going to war. We don't need something to like hold up above us as we're marching into enemy territory. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the whole basis of a battle flag or a whatever. Well, I, I tell is, you right, right now, like, Vermont. Tell me what their flag. I have no clue. North Carolina. Tell me about their flag. I could pick it out if you gave me a couple options. All right, I think. here's one. Florida. Do you know their flag? No. Louisiana. Do you know their flag? No. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I named the ones I know, honestly, as we're having this conversation. So Louisiana has the pelican with the... Is it a pelican I, I, I know because I grew up there. Is it a pelican Yeah, on? and it says trust something. Well, like, okay. Yeah, here's, here's, there's three words on the Louisiana flag. I'm from Louisiana, and I don't know what the word is. Oh, are. I know that Florida flag. It's it's the white with the red X and has, like, the seal in the middle. Okay, but my, yeah. that's my point. Yeah, if you see them, you kind of go, okay, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, but if but I tell look, you... Here's the stupidity. Here, but if I tell you in your mind's eye... You, you can't do it. Well, like this. 
Okay. But I'll finish this thought before I forget why you pull that up. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. if you ask somebody, if you show them the Mississippi flag, what's the first thing they're going to say about it today? Oh, they've got the Confederate flag in their flag. It's the first thing someone's going to say. Am I right in saying this? And if I'm wrong, I apologize. And that's what I was looking up because I, I kind of like to be right in this. Georgia removed the battle flag from their from their flag. I think so, yes. Did they not replace it with something else that also came from the Confederacy too? It's just not something that everybody knows and associates I, to I that think, level. I think it's that I think that is accurate. So like if that is true and if it's wrong then ignore me for the next 2 minutes. But how stupid is that? That hey, just because it's not the one thing that we recognize with, you followed the same entity, but you're cool. Don't worry about yeah. it. I, 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 logically, none of this makes any sense to me. I don't understand. You know, I look at it from a Mississippi standpoint as, as very simple. At some point, you've got to do things to bring business, white collar and blue collar, technology, agricultural. You've got to bring those kind of jobs to your state. Anything that stands out as a, uh-oh, that could be a, a deal killer, get rid of it, especially something as... And I don't mean this as, as, as insulting, because I understand there are people that are genuinely offended by the flag, okay? But especially something that is kind of superfluous. Again, no one really walks around going, I want to see your flags. Why would you hang on to something that can hurt you when you could replace it with something that would be, oh, whatever? Okay, so here I'm reading current flag, Georgia. In 2002, Sonny Perdue was elected governor of Georgia, partially in a platform allowing Georgians to choose their own flag in a state referendum. He authorized the Georgia legislature to draft a new flag in 2003. The Georgia General Assembly's proposed flag combined elements of Georgia's previous flags, creating a composition that was inspired by the first national flag of the Confederacy, the Stars and Bars, rather than the Confederate battle flag. That's another misconception. The Confederate battle flag is not the Stars and Bars. The Stars and Bars is the first Okay. actual flag of the Confederate, not a battle flag. Gotcha. Purdue signed the legislation into law on March 8, 2003. So, here, take the two seconds for this. Um, one second. If anybody would like to look while uh, while I'm doing this, you can do it too. I'm sending Neil these two flags for him to, to see this. I typically move my computer, but that's not really a doable right now with everything plugged up to it. So, I just, I just messaged you this. This is Georgia's current flag. Got, okay, it. got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Okay, give me 10 seconds. This is the first Confederate, first flag of the Confederacy. Okay. Come on. Give me a break. And But they're absolved of everything by doing that. They took <laughs> the flag and put a seal in the middle of it. Yeah, literally. Just put the little gold seal in the middle. Come on. Come, yeah, come on, man. But because it's not the battle flag. And again, this is not, and again, I am not promoting the battle flag for Mississippi. My point is that we have such stupid rules on arbitrary on what we get pissed off about and what we don't. And a lot of it comes with it, with idiocy because there's nobody knows. Yeah. They see it and go, oh, look, they used a flag. Yeah, the one that was hanging above in Richmond. <laughs> like, I, <sighs> but just put a magnolia blossom on a, on a, on a blue f- field. Fine. Right? You yeah. think about Mississippi, you think about magnolias. Everybody likes a magnolia tree. Yeah, they're fine. All good. So. 
I don't know. I, yeah. But but kudos to uh, the boys. voice yesterday yeah. for what he did. That that needed to be done. It was a voice that needed to be heard. Yeah. So uh, Nick Williams, the majority of tomorrow's show, uh, Neil's taping a greatest pod in the South in about an hour. It's one twenty-three p.m. as we close the podcast right now. So uh, we'll have that to you and more and a podcast throughout the week. So have a good day. We'll talk to you again soon.